still no there, rules. Oh, it's no. live. Who pressed live? It's live. It's, it's... You pressed live. I was just so excited. Did you press get... live? I did. I was just, I just, I just wanted to get started. This morning, we are talking about the worst way to negotiate after 28 years of being a real estate agent. You learn some stuff, so we're going to share it with you today. Mr. Novak, good morning. Episode 600,009. I don't even know where we got to anymore. 623. How are you this morning? Wow. Good you. Good, good. You got a bit uh, excited on the button, on the live button this morning. Yeah, I'm a little, little trigger happy. Um, <laughs> but that's good. We've got energy. It's a new day. Thursdays are a good day for, for you and I, I think, Mark. So, um, Anyway, let's uh, let's kick it off with a bang. Um, Big time. I tried to do the chandelier this morning, but I didn't have enough roof space, so it didn't work. Oh, I'll yeah. the lights on and make it dance, more of a... Dance yeah. move. My 90s dance move. We've got someone from So Ireland. negotiating. Sorry. Mark. Hey, from Ireland. Hey, Hello. Regina. Regina. I um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So you know what, guys and girls, um, there's there's tricks and there's things to do and not to do. And I guess we appreciate that people are from different industries. Um, people are from, you know, you may be a painter and you don't negotiate much in your life. You may be a uh, economist and there's not much negotiation going on in your life. So we thought today we would share about just very simply things you should not do in a negotiation, which will make it a little bit easier for you, which will hopefully get you a better price for whatever you're buying. Property is our speciality, but you can apply this to everything. Yeah, and it's funny how you can integrate negotiation into everyday little things, but when you don't think about it, you don't yeah. think as a, as a negotiation. You just think about it as a little bit of wordplay or um, whatever it might be. But you're right. There are lots of industries that don't have any exposure or any necessity to to, um, to negotiate. So, yeah, as Guto says, here we go. Um, Mr. Novak. Here we go. 20, 28 years on the ground. Um selling properties, talking to buyers, talking to owners, relaying messages, feeding back from one to another. Um, if you want to start off a negotiation on the right foot as a buyer, it's probably good to be positive and to have good things to say. You're looking to buy that property, so obviously like it. Why would you enter a negotiation saying that all of a sudden, this is wrong, this is wrong, I don't like this, this is old and damp or whatever it might be. Um, the heckler. The heckler. We, we relay these messages back to the vendor, and regardless of the money or not, it could be that, I'm sorry, but this person has just given me a little bit of a bad feeling or idea. Um, so just the, the little comments don't go down very well with vendors, do they? Because it's their home. It's their... The heckler or the dick. You know, you just got to... It doesn't leave a good vibe uh, in the beginning or at all through the negotiation some people think it's actually better uh, pointing out the terrible points, dragging the property down, even doing it at an open house. They think that they're outwitting or outsmarting the competition 
but I think you can screw yourself. Yeah, 100%. So you've got the heckling type of um, negotiator. You've got the negotiator yep. that you never, you've never seen. You've never heard their voice. You've only seen a couple of poorly written SMSs that you don't get responded back to. Um, why do you think it's a bad idea not to be talking to your agent, not to go into the agent's office? Where's the power in the physical side of the negotiation if you're trying to put an offer in, Mark? Yeah, look, I think the worst way to negotiate is by SMS. Um, you know, by the way, agents do that sometimes with their, with their sellers. They flick them an SMS saying, hey, just want to let you know, I had an offer come in. They do it by SMS. You do not terminate an employment by SMS. You do not start a relationship um, uh, or uh, finish a relationship on SMS. You do not do a negotiation on SMS. It is a big thing to buy a property you know, and to be belly to belly with your real estate agent, very, very important. Do not try to do it on an SMS or an email only. I think a phone call is beautiful. It's real. It's emotional and uh, it's colourful and that's the way you got to do it. So, guys, do not do your negotiation by an SMS. If you're negotiating and it's not too, time isn't as, of, as pressed, fine to do it by phone calls sending an email once you've confirmed it verbally. But if your time is pressed against you, if you're trying to secure something prior to auction, um, what would you say is a more effective, more powerful move than phoning up the agent? What, what else can you do to sort of stamp yourself down a little bit harder? Drop into the real estate agent's open house or drop into the real estate agent's office um, you know, a great thing that, that um, absolute pros do, often buyer's agents will do this, is they'll, have an, they'll make an appointment to make an offer. They will yeah. make an appointment to make an offer. So they'll actually ring the agent and say, look, I'd love to come and see you, considering making an offer in the property, when are you available? Do you reckon the agent's going to say no? Absolutely not. And I think we've touched on this one probably numerous times in the past, Mark, in some of our different shows, but... Um, just that power of going in, making the time, making yourself available, showing the willingness, um, but also the conversations that you can then have. You can understand the seller's wants and needs. If it's time, if it's just dollars, if it's certain terms they're looking for, you don't ever find that out if you don't have these little conversations. So worst way to negotiate is having zero of this dialogue. But if you can include any of these little bits, it's going to help you out. Um, through your negotiation, which you're negotiating because you like it. It's going to help you out at the end of the day um, if it helps you to secure it. Um, you know what a negotiations a negotiation is a bit like colouring a cartoon. So you know when you get the cartoon outline and then you colour it in with different colours. Um, and a, a bad negotiation, there are no lines, there are no colours, and it is just a mess. Um, a good negotiation is you find out the framework from the real estate agent who finds out from the seller where what the cartoon is going to look like, then you, then you colour it in nicely you know, in, in the negotiation. So a good negotiation has detail, has colour, um, under, people are understanding what, the, what, what they're negotiating over, um, yeah. and... Um, yeah, you know, you, you can't take forever. I think I think speed's important as well, James. Um, you can tire out a seller, or you or you can tire out 
a negotiation if you don't have speed a little bit like a tennis game you want a good 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 fast sharp tennis game you don't want to sometimes if you go way too low on your offer it can just leave the ship taste um with with a seller and then negotiations over before it started so i think starting at a figure that's actually fair um always start lower don't get me wrong but fair and one other thing before i forget um in an in an i shall bring bring that back at the end keep going (laughs) um something i was something that i was going to say then that's really powerful and it happens from time to time and probably very rarely in the residential sales side but what we do quite often particularly with our commercial leases with some commercial sales is you get everyone in a room together and you all sit down on a table and you have someone mediating the conversation, but you can get all of the good, all of the bad, everything onto the table so that everyone is across the terms. And I think that relationship or rapport that can be built for you as the agent to your vendor, you as the agent to your buyer, and then all of the parties to each other, um, that is extremely powerful. And that is often the way where we've seen either something that's a sinking ship, you call it, or it can make or break something. And there have been some wonderful deals that have come out of um, just coming into the office and having a quick 15 minute sit down. And then it's like, ah, we didn't have all these issues that we thought we did. Um, So anyway, I just thought that's interesting to include. Now, it is. um, One other thing, guys, this is a big one. Um, Don't negotiate direct don't negotiate direct you will screw yourself hard think about this don't negotiate direct if you are selling your house do not put yourself opposite the buyer and negotiate the price it never happens in anything if you have a think about anything you buy in this world there is always a middleman there is always, there's just always a middleman. Why? It just takes the metal to metal um, out of the uh, out of the negotiation. That bank, that that hitting it softens the negotiation. If you think about even buying a car, what does the car salesman say? I've got to speak to the boss. If you think about, so you know, always when you're negotiating on something, always introduce a middleman. A great one is, look, I'm not deci- I'm not the decision maker. You really have to speak to my. I really got. I really, you know, I've got to have a chat with my wife. Um, or always introduce a middleman, guys. It is the golden rule to a negotiation. You will have an awkward, stalled, or failed negotiation if you do not have a middleman. Introduce a middleman, even if they are not a middleman, but introduce a middleman in a negotiation. It is a huge success to a negotiation. Yep. Luke said here, which is what you basically said, Mark, is taking away the emotions. And I think that's a prime example when you've got a... Um, someone selling for themselves or someone negotiating a deal for themselves. You have your own personal biases. You have sentimental, you might, it could, there could be any little external catalyst that's going to affect your decision-making. So I know immediately that it comes through and you get sidetracked by it. You know, something will glare off in your eyes because you're involved in it. Um, if you can, if you can slow it down, it makes a big, big difference. And yeah, from from my own experience, it's like when you're negotiating and someone in a shop in the shops, you um, <laughs> you don't always make the right decision for yourself. So that's why you need someone doing it for you when they're cool and controlled and um, yeah, that's a, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. A really good one that we were talking about yesterday, Mark, and this is something that we probably see um, across the industry, no matter what part of the, like whether you're renting or selling or buying, um, people that don't really tell the agent the true story with them. We were talking about hiding information. We're trying to help you to buy a property if you're a buyer. And if you tell us you've got a budget of $900,000, say, we're going to put you in our system. We're going to send you information for properties up to that $900,000 uh, $900 mark. Now, really, that's the very bottom of your budget. You don't, you don't want a $900,000 property. You actually want a $1,050,000 property. But now you're not seeing any anything like that. You're never going to hear any more communications from us again. And all it is because a little bit of data entry has prevented us from finding you the home you want. Um, so putting your yeah, cards on the crying table. poor, crying poor. Be careful when you're crying poor because you could get screwed for the property, the next property that comes on. Um, and that is a, I reckon that's probably one of the biggest mistakes buyers can make. So they can say, it's okay to say something like, for this property, my budget is X. But for the perfect property, my budget is Y. And how many buyers don't say that? They just give they give the lower price. They're never going to find out. So if you're buying a house, if you're looking to buy a house that's two million bucks, and you're telling the agent, "Look, my budget's only one point nine. Full stop. That's it." When that you know, what's going to happen is that agent never going to consider you for the two one two two or two three house that's coming on the market because you've you've you've, you've undercooked. You've undercooked yourself thinking you're in a negotiation when you're telling him what your budget was and you weren't. So be accurate with your budget. Say yeah. something like, look, my budget for this house is 1.9, but I can go up to 2.5 if it's the perfect house with the kitchen, the bathroom, or whatever you want. But a lot of buyers screw themselves that way 100% in a negotiation. That's, that's interestingly phrased then of how you said that because you said – um, it's not a negotiation at that point. Like when you think it's a negotiation, but it's not, we're just trying to understand you at this point. This is just a back and forth. Um, and then they take yeah. the little tiny signs. Um, Jeff here said buyers are liars. I hope that's not true most of the time, but unfortunately you don't get the full picture. Let's leave it at that. I reckon <laughs> without calling them liars. Yeah. Um, and Luke's Luke's got a buyer at one at five one five. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think he's given the for, for best buyer. Okay, cool. I think the I whole think story is still coming through. Yeah. yeah. Words are powerful. Um, um, let's just is that quickly, it? Mark. Why don't we talk what well, last one terms? Just very quickly with terms. Um, you're you found a property that you love. You want to put an offer down. Yep. Hi, Mr. Agent, yeah. would the owner accept a 12-month settlement, though? That's what I need to know first before I even give you an offer. Yeah. So how many people are, How many people don't understand the whole negotiation? Well, a lot of people think that when they think negotiation, they think dollars. Um, and potentially in some deals that... That is, that is ten. That is a very, very 
more part of the deal. Um, so I think you've got to find out is your due when you go into oh, you want to Okay, I think we're having a little bit of a... Oh, uh, you got points are on the dark. There is. Sorry, your signal went a little bit. I think we I think we hit a, a rough patch of signal for a second there, Mark. I didn't hear what you're saying. It was the, the jolt. So I don't know if everyone else could, but I'm, I'm, I must admit, I missed most of your last um, little pointer there. You got me back? I've got you back a little bit. Signal's looking a little bit slow. Must be a storm out there, Mark, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you got me now? I got you now. I can hear you. Anyway, let's, let's finish it off. That's plenty of stuff on negotiation. I hope we helped everyone today. Anything else to finish off on, James? Um, no. Look, I think, again, if you need help to negotiate on a property... We also, we're here to help you to do that. That's part of what we're trying to do, whether it's a property we're selling or not. If you need help, call us because this is what we do every single day. Um, so we'd like to, we'd like to help if we can extend that olive branch. Um, aside from that, have a great day, everybody.